This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Morena no maikiti korero, erangi tereo, erangi onatangata o Manawatu. It is the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio, uh, and it is a Monday morning, and that means that we turn our attention to fielding and district promotions, and we say Happy New Year to Wendy Carr. Yes, Happy New Year. It's weird to say that in February. But, yes, it yep. is, but you had a long break. <laughs> I did have a long break. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> yeah. um, so, yes, how, how was the break? It was wonderful. It was wonderful to just chill with the family. Mm. And not do much (laughs) (laughs) after Um, a year of a lot. Yes, and uh, it looks like 2022 is 2020 take three. Yes. It's it's going to be more of the same. It will. Uh, And, of course, uh, at the moment we are in the the new – COVID protection framework settings, the the uh, traffic light settings as opposed to the alert levels. Um, we started off in orange, we are now in red, mm. and it looks like uh, summer's cancelled again. Indeed. And event season is cancelled. Yes. Yeah, so that is this time of year from January to March is our big event season in the whole region, so mm. Palmy and, and the wider Manawatu region and district, and um, everything is on hold again. Yep, so I, you were saying before we went to air, um, last week Field Days was confirmed mm. to be cancelled, the yeah. Rural Games are cancelled. Mm. Um, I should imagine a lot of things that were scheduled to be at Manfield will be cancelled. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. so we got the email about uh, Field Days because because we always exhibit and we are supporters of Field Days because they bring tens of millions of dollars to our local economy. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And so obviously they were cancelled in 2020. They did run again last year and we were there and it was fantastic. And unfortunately now they've had to pull pin, which is really sad. I actually used to work for Field Days in a former life um, and I know how much work goes into that event. It is humongous. Mm-hmm. And so it's really sad. Even small event mm. events, the mm. the the effort that goes into them is Absolutely. insane. Absolutely, um, NPRs in a similar situation because mm. the Fielding Street Art mm. Festival was going to go ahead. We were going to support that with uh, stage and PA and get some bands together and stuff. That's all been well. That's downsized. Yeah. So the the street art will still be going ahead, mm. and people can sort of observe as they go about their daily business. But. No big bang or Ferrari. Mm. Mm. Splendid. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the other thing, as you as you say, these events not only take a lot of effort to put on, but they do in off in a lot of cases have a positive economic impact, mm-hmm. and that will not be present. I can imagine fielding would pull in a hell of a lot of money through field days. Mm, yeah, um, the Manawatu district, so fielding in our wider um, uh, district, it pulls in about $11 million just for our economy wow. and about th- between 30 and $40 million to the wider Manawatu region's economy. Mm. So without that going ahead, that's quite concerning. Yeah, I mean, and and to that extent, are you starting to hear from businesses that may not have been affected or may have been affected by the lockdown, but may not have perceived any issue under the traffic light mm. setting, but now these events are being cancelled. Are people worrying? Absolutely, but that's across the board in all, all business, mm. I think, with the red light setting. Um, a lot of people are saying lockdowns were easier. 
um, on the business because we had certainty about mm-hmm. the time frames. We had um, wage subsidies and other support. And now red light is very different. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. It's supposed to be not a lockdown. And in theory, it isn't. Yep. But the amount of restrictions that have been placed on um, events and businesses and just normal day-to-day Life yep. has been quite significant. And people are less inclined, even if something does go ahead, to participate Absolutely. in that. I myself walked through the plaza a couple of days ago in Palmerston North and felt very twitchy mm. just being around all, all the people. And mm. you see people and they've got the face mask under their nose mm. or, or you know, mm. they don't observe the distancing or that someone brushes past you and you go, what are you doing? Mm. Just leave me alone. Yep. Um, so that I mean, that, I mean, we're all going to become agoraphobic yes. at the end of this, aren't we? Which for, for um, extroverts like ourselves, that's hard. I don't. I need people around me. Oh no, I don't. I'm an oh, introvert. Yeah, no, no, well. no, I hate people. <laughs> um, that's not fair. There are some lovely people out there. In in fact, there's more lovely people out in our community at the yes. moment because all the people I don't get on with are in Wellington at the moment. Well, so that's, yes, that's, that's uh, yeah. Um, or maybe uh, peek behind the curtain. We're we're recording this on Friday, not Monday. So mm. a lot will happen if people listen to Friday's uh, interview with Tang. You to carry, which was recorded on the Thursday. Uh, it was wildly out of date by the time it went to air. So, uh, yes, maybe the people in Wellington are back and now they're going to look for me. Um, so, yes, under the red traffic light system, uh, if people aren't aware of fielding and district promotions, you are a sort of a destination promoter, but you're also a business supporter. Mm. Uh, and the red light settings, not only do we have to contend with the red light settings, but now we have to deal with this phased approach um, the, the, the government are telling us one thing, but really it's a phased approach to widespread mm. infection mm. and letting it roll out in such a way that perhaps the health service might just squeak through. Mm. Uh, I, I, I have opinions on that. But um, the phasing is is kind of weird as well. It is because... A complex. The, it is complex because in the in Palmy, you've had some cases over here, but they've been pretty contained yes. within family units, which is... Um, um, a relief. A relief, massive relief. <laughs> uh, and there was modelling that we were going to have 50,000 cases by um, Waitangi weekend. Well, that obviously didn't happen. Um, as we, as you just said, we recorded this on Friday. So yesterday we had 306 cases mm-hmm. in the whole country. So there's all this weird, like, what is happening? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's impacting everyone, everywhere. Uh, I've seen the same thing. I, I'm in the retail sector and in, in fielding. Uh, it is very quiet, and in the hospitality sector as well. Mm. And and I came over to Palmerston North on Waitangi Day and went to the plaza, and I couldn't get over. There was no one there. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre. I I'm the same. I don't. I've got to the point where I'm like, yeah, social, you know, like bubble, like yeah. two meter distancing, please. That was easy. There was just nobody around. And I talked to a few different retailers with between Palmerston North and Fielding, and they are really worried yep. because people. Because there's going to be no wage support if we all catch this and we all have to stay home for long periods, especially yep. if you have a family, um, nobody's spending money because we're just waiting to see what, what's going to happen. So is it a case of we're not spending money or are people migrating to online shopping as opposed to the bricks and mortar style? That, um, that's been happening for the last two years, definitely, well, yeah, obviously. Um, and, and more so now. Um, I had an economic development advisor's um, hui on Thursday and um, the, the data that's coming through from Paymark is still very positive in our region of people spending money, mm-hmm. but they're spending at less places but more money in one place. Yep. So that shows that people aren't shopping around, they're not going around and spending all of that, the, the small um, expenses. And so that's becoming 
harder on those small businesses. Um, and we are here to help. So if you don't quite understand the traffic light setting, if you don't, if you need some help with business continuity planning, mm-hmm. um, if you just need a friendly ear to go, ah, I don't know what's happening, just give us a bell, um, flick me an email, go on our website, you know, just reach out because this is the time where we really do need each other at yeah. the moment. Uh, and of course, the government's launched the, the close contact exemption register for businesses that feel they are critical uh, in some way and people can uh, apply for that as well. But that's not plain sailing mm-hmm. as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I applied for, for NPR on the basis that news media is uh, exempt. Mm-hmm. But we don't, I mean, we we are, but we are also not. There's mm-hmm. multiple facets mm-hmm. to the, the, the business. But uh, that doesn't seem to matter. It's all mm-hmm. just a little... I, I, as a, a, I'm going to say a, a, a business manager, I suppose you could call it that, even though we're a charitable trust. But um, I want to feel like I'm doing things right. Mm. And it's not clear. No, it's not. And and same for for me, being general manager of a of a um of an incorporated society, same thing. Um, I, I run our organisation like a business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thinking about health and safety of our staff, making sure everybody's safe. Next week we're moving into, or this week, sorry, it's now Monday, um, we're moving into two teams to try and mitigate the risk of um, cross-infection in yep. our team so that we can keep the information centre open. But that just creates so many more challenges for us. We're a team of five, one of whom doesn't work in the office um, and another one is part-time. So we've got to try and roll people through and, mm-hmm. and and then um, my job is very much getting out and about in the community. And so how do you do that if you're locked to your desk? And zoom. Zoom, 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 zoom. Zoom with trains. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's all these challenges. And so I feel and, – and the smaller businesses that are one or two people – they just can't do that. They cannot no. do split into two teams. They cannot um, go into isolation for up to 24 days or it could be – and we keep saying 24 days, but I'm thinking about the people that have multiple children, yeah. especially younger children that are under 14. Six to eight weeks. You could be out for a yeah. long time. And the, the rules are getting really, really challenging. Uh, and, and because we don't have it widespread in our community yet, these red light traffic settings are really frustrating people because they're like, why – can't we just get on with it at the moment? Mm-hmm. We understand we're vaccinated. We want to protect each other and the health sector and everything. But at the moment, it's not here. So can we just please do as much as we can right now? This is the other thing, though. With so many, I mean, they're predicting the, the thousands of cases a day uh, and and we're under the red traffic light settings. But we've got to remember the asymptomatic people mm. who may have it. Yeah. We, we, you might, I yeah, might right yeah, now. Yeah. And and then we have to go and isolate. Um, I, I I think there is an argument for sort of being careful before it gets here. I mean, that's what the lockdowns were for, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It's still challenging. Mm. It's still really hard for you – know, the other thing is not knowing when this is going to end. Because yeah. when we had lockdowns, we knew roughly that would be at least four weeks and then maybe it might be another two. But we were kind of given an, a, a yeah. guidance. And I'm hearing from central government authorities that – we might be in red until the end of winter, which is very, very concerning because when we had the traffic light system come out, it was uh, red was when the health system was being put under pressure. That yep. is when we would move to red. Well, we, yep. we're not at that. No. And so the frustration – and so the protesters in Wellington, while we all roll our eyes a little bit about um, some of the messaging, I can understand it because if you are a small business owner and you are vaccinated and mm-hmm. all of your team is vaccinated and all of the rest of it and you can't run your business in a normal manner, it does get very, very frustrating. And so – Oh, I'm sure someone down there is, is complaining about that along with all the other all people. All the other people doing yes. 1080 and – Although I think the people with the – 
legitimate frustrations that you've outlined have probably booked it by now yes. because just seeing that you know it's yeah. spraying swastikas on the yeah. part yeah. no. No. No, no, no 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 that, that, that message has just been lost which yes. is i mean maybe that's that's probably the most unfortunate thing about this um is that i understand where these oh, frustrations are coming from genuine and it's getting hijacked and yes. so this is where the government aren't listening to the the business community and the wider community mm. our mental health and social well-being um, is totally impacted when we can't get together and, and socialize and do things and when um, and I know super spreader events and people aren't wearing masks and what have you but you, there has to come a time at one point in time mm-hmm. where we've all been vaccinated we have huge vaccination rates in this country compared to the rest of the world but we've still got so many more restrictions than mm. the rest of the world. And people are watching, you know, sports games on in England and concerts in America. And we're going, come on. I know. I, I, I guess my, my point on, on that one is New Zealand's health system yes. ain't flash. Oh, I know. Even for business as usual. Palmy's emergency department queues out the door. The mental health ward is, mm. is shocking. The upgrade to the mental health ward ain't going to cut it when mm. it's done because mm. it's not meeting, it's not going to meet demand. So adding the pressure. I, 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 I can cope with red. For many reasons, one of which uh, I run a charitable trust mm. that is primarily government funded, so I'm in a privileged position yes. before I go any further. But also I recognise that if the health system gets hard, it's going to buckle mm. and it's not just going to be people dying from COVID. It's mm. going to be people dying from ingrowing toenails because they can't get the medical attention because it's awash with everyone yeah. else. And that's where New Zealand um, has lived in our little isolated island nation for such a long time where we – um, we don't understand the impact, mm. and so talking to people that are from overseas or that have been um, that have been that have experienced this in other countries, they have a very different take on it. So mm. we we have a new farmers market manager. Alison is an amazing person. She emigrated here from um, Seattle, Washington, USA, in November twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, and she yeah well, <laughs> and she has seen the impact mm. of COVID um, on the community over there and. And while and and the the lax thought about how yeah it's okay for uh, lots of people to die and for our mm. health system and so she can when getting here was just such a relief that we care so much about mm. each other we don't want people to die from this no. and from other things exactly you're you're right I mean I I absolutely take my hat off to the health professionals out mm. there they have got a stressful enough time in normal times and this is just going to add fuel to the fire so yeah I mean they're predicting um, uh, deaths from cancer will increase mm. because we haven't been able to catch them early during yep. all the lockdowns and the other thing which has been evidenced quite recently is our commitment and responsibility to the realm countries and to other mm. Pacific islands mm. like Tonga mm. which has just been devastated we have a responsibility to be on the front foot in terms of responding to that crisis. There's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough ranting. Back yeah. to fielding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got on that. Um, so basically, uh, if anyone in uh, fielding in Manawatu feels uh, unclear about the red traffic light system, the phasing system, how testing works, you've got that information to pass on? We will try our best. <laughs> yes. Because as everyone knows, those um, the rules and the, and the information is quite hard to f- 
um, to find mm-hmm. and to interpret. But yes, that's what we're here for. We're here to support you through all of this. So if you if you're struggling, please reach out. Yes. Don't just try and um, muddle along because it's just going to put more stress on you. Yeah. Uh, and we all understand this, the, the stress, and, and particularly in that face to face contact business. Yes. Um, if you can't work from home, you need to find a way to be able to get through this next six months yeah. or twelve months or have five years or whatever it is. Yeah. If, God, if if there's anyone out there who feels that they they've, they've got they've found the information, it must be the equivalent of grabbing the golden snitch. Oh, yes. I mean, it's just. Anyway, uh, we are here with Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotions, uh, fluctuating in this catch-up between ranting uh, and the work of Fielding and District Promotion. Uh, If you want to listen to this or previous editions of the catch-up series, you can head to our website, npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. Also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your online listening. Um, Good news, Fielding's got a bus. Yes, we do. Yay, finally. That oh, was a fight long. that shouldn't have been that hard to fight, oh, really. Should such it? a long time we've been waiting for this, our community. It's ridiculous how long it's taken. And thank you, Horizons and MDC and everyone else that's involved that to finally get it running. Mm-hmm. So it started on the 25th of January. Um, and because we are located at the train station, we have a bus stop right at. So we're seeing these buses every day. It's great. Um, and the, Are people on them? Um, there are not a lot of people on them, and it is a little bit sucky because um, up until Friday it was free, so mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe the community. I think um, because we haven't had that surface for such a long time, it's a habit that needs to be formed. Yeah. Um, and th- what I, what I'm noticing is that there's a lot of kids on the bus, so a lot of school students, um, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of elderly people, particularly from Woodlands Rest Home, um, and that's great. And that's you know that's that's the target demographic. Yeah. Uh, but I'd love to see more people utilising it. It's it's such an easy system. I mean, public and, transport at this stage is not fun anyway because you still have to distance yeah, and wear the masks yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's. People will just use their car or a bike, I suppose, mm, for, mm, for, for mm, getting around. Mm. Um, I think once we move into winter and it's um, raining, <laughs> yes. well, actually, today, probably, oh, if I think for the next 10 days, we've got forecast of rain. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's when I think we will see more people on it. But it's a fantastic service. Hats off to those involved. Uh, when In a previous life, when I worked in Palmerston North, I used to catch the Fielding to Palmerston North bus every day. Um, for a few reasons, it was only $7 return and my parking was $8 a day. Yes. And I could read a book. And so I would sit there, have half an hour each way reading my book. Um, and, uh, I have not read really anything since then. Uh, and so uh, public transport's fantastic. And in the, in the, in regional New Zealand, we just are not used to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just about just try it. Yes. You might like it. Yes. Um, the what was I going to say? Yes, the, the, I believe Nicola Patrick, uh, who we were going to be interviewing last week, but I had a plumbing issue at home, so I couldn't get into interviewer. Um, she is drafting, I think, an open letter to the Minister for Transport to try and get some increase in investment in public transport, because I guess that was what made this fight so difficult, mm. is there's just no money. That's right. And Horizons has to run buses in Fielding, Palmy, Wanganui, I think there's somewhere else as well. It's it's yeah. it's, it's it's a big job, and there's just not a lot of money. There. No, there's not, mm. uh, and it's a, it's a tough time. It's been interesting because what I've noticed is um, that the buses between Palmerston North and Fielding have been really well utilised over the years. There's a lot of um, school students that come over to Palmerston North um, to go to Boys and Girls High. There's a lot of students that go to U- UCOL that come on them, um, and more and more people have been catching them as um, to commute. And over the last two years, with all the lockdowns and all of the different levels, they're still being really well utilised mm. because people. 
people appreciate it. And so um, it's just that, that habit building. But yeah, there's, there's, not, there's not enough money. And we have – it needs to be accessible. So the bus stops need to be spread out a little. You know, we need to have more bus stops. We need to have um, easier access for people that have um, mobility issues and people that have push chairs. And mm. all of those things need to be made easier. Um, so come on, guys. Like, But – Unfortunately, we won't get more investment if people aren't using them. No. So you've got to Which prove a point. Stu- well, yeah, but that's stupid I as know. well because people Chicken won't use eat. it because it's not good enough. Um, you do need to create that infrastructure and just see what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and crossing over as well, I understand that the, the fielding orbital and the, the bus to Palmy and back, they actually link quite well so people can There's yeah, so like a couple-minute delay. So yeah. um, the only criticism, and I, and, and I know Horizons know this, is that the bus route for the orbiter bus is slightly different than the one to fielding in Palmerston North. So if you live at Woodlands Rest Home and you want to go to Palmerston North, you have to catch the orbiter and then transfer to another mm-hmm. bus at some point. Really, it would have been ideal to have have the fielding to Palmerston North bus um, route um, expanded to incorporate those yep. extra new bits of fielding that they're covering with the orbiter because then people wouldn't have to transfer. And that's probably going to restrict some of the people using it because they'll be like, ah, oh, they won't understand how. It's still easy. So mm-hmm. you catch the orbiter from, from It'll Woodlands. be easier than the Palmerston North timetable, oh, I'm absolutely. sure. Absolutely. You catch the bus from Woodlands, come to the, the train station, two minutes, five minutes later, there's another bus to Palmerston North. It is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but those sorts of things... They'll, they'll be ironed out, I'm sure. Um, so hopefully we'll get more investment and that might result in, in some improvements there. But, I mean, all of this stuff you're talking about, I think Horizons are trying to get this data. They've, they've been doing surveys. They've got the buzz card now mm. where you tap on and tap off mm. so people know how you're using the service. But it strikes me that there is going to be a bit of a gap in the knowledge there because, as you say, um, easier for pushchairs, bicycles, all that sort of thing. It's not going to be that easy to gather that data unless mm. the drivers are noting it yeah. down, but I wouldn't have thought so. No, they don't have time to do that. No. <laughs> um, so you mentioned uh, in that, as you um, talking about the buses, you said uh, if it rains, it's going to make them more... Um, appetising to mm. use. Um, Fielding's had a bit of a run with the rain. Oh, um, haven't we? Two, two oh. lots of flooding and as you say, predicted much lo- lots of rain over the next 10 yeah. days. It could happen again. Flashbacks of 2004. Yes, <laughs> although that came from the river, didn't it? Not it the did. sky. It came from up, well it came from up country. So mm. in the in northern Manawatu we had heats of rain in 2004 which just the deluge uh, and I remember it all too well. We had no water for five days. It was, and the whole of town was cut off and it was it was awful. My children weren't born then and um, in December just before Christmas when we had all of that rain and the town flooded again, I filled my bathtub up and my kids thought it was hilarious. What on earth are you doing mum? But I was doing it just in case. I was mm-hmm. like, you want to be able to flush the toilet? You want to be able to brush your teeth mm-hmm. and have something to drink? Uh, so thankfully we didn't have any issues with our water um, supply, but yes, we've we've got we've had um, so much rain, and those streams are coming up, and the stormwater is backing up. And I live down one of the streets in Fielding that floods every time mm-hmm. we get a big downpour. They're, luckily, not at my end of the street, so I can get out of my house, yep. and my house is high enough, so I'm very grateful. But the other end of my street, every time there's a downpour, the stormwater backs up. Mm-hmm. 
So, because because um, I know Jimmy Ellingham from RNZ uh, went out to look at the devastation, mm-hmm. and there wasn't any because the stormwater uh, system seemed to get rid of the water very quickly, and that was seen as somewhat of a celebration of the system. It was working, but you're obviously seeing that there are issues that need to be addressed. Yeah, uh, um, uh, the whole three waters debate is an interesting one. Um, we've been very, very lucky in our district, and particularly in Fielding Town that our council has invested very, very heavily in wastewater and um, drinking water over the years, um, which is fantastic. And we've paid very high rates for that, mm-hmm. but that's why. Our stormwater um, is going to struggle because we've had huge expansion of, um, of new subdivision infielding over the last 10 years, and um, and it's all runoff from yes. the rural, um, rural land around, and the stormwater is probably not going to be up to standard in mm. the next few years. And there are pockets of town that are always impacted. And to um, upgrade that is a huge investment. That's very interesting because we spoke to Mayor Helen Warboys last week uh, and she updated us because she's, she's leading the charge on the the um, opposition to mm. Three Waters. To be clear, not opposing the need for improvements, mm. just the, the model mm. the government's suggesting. But she said that uh, the government, may, they talk about Three Waters, but the government haven't decided what they're doing about stormwater yet and they might even just park that mm, mm. in which case it's not going to get handled by anyone and stormwater if we think about climate change stormwater <laughs> is going to be the most important upgrade that we all need in all of our towns and cities in the future um this, these these big weather events are going to continue and they're mm. going to get worse and they're more regular and it's just not going to cope and we're going to get the climate change refugees that are yes. going to come and live here and and not to be disingenuous but add to the problem because mm. more people means mm. more houses means more development mm. means the need for even bigger stormwater yes and so yay yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know how to answer anything about that because i while i used to work for council in the infrastructure department i'm not an engineer no i don't know anything about this but i do know that um, our town has grown significantly in the last few years and um, and that is a big worry from a huge number of our community is um, every time it rains, am I going to be able to get out of my house? Am I going to flood? Um, and I look at the west coast of the South Island and how terribly yeah. they've been impacted. That could happen again here. Oh, yeah. And so please – and Horizons and MDC are doing a really good job at keeping an eye on it. Yes. But they can only do so much. They can't stop it from raining. No. Um, d- d- Helen Warboys was unable to answer this. I think the, the work is still going. Can you shed any light on, on the, 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 fin- the amount of money, the, 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 the number, the, the, the damage? My God, I can't speak this morning. <laughs> the amount of damage that the floods caused will have had some sort of economic impact. There will be a number attached to that. Do we have any idea what that is? or, or uh, Because that will justify any investment down the line, won't it? Not yet. Mm. Those sort of figures haven't come out yet. But I do know pockets of town um, around um, Haybiddle Street and World Street, so where um, the warehouses all around the back of there, they were impacted. Um, I Not hugely significantly, but, but that, that did not make sense, sorry. Um, but there, there will be impact. It's more that the, the concern about this ongoing, if, if it keeps happening, what will happen? Um, yeah, it, it could be significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also actually all of the outlying areas that are in the floodplains. Yeah. So um, out Farrison Road, there's all of that huge subdivision, 1,800 properties out there um, on Farrison Street and then behind that Farrison Road. You know, those houses 
are going to be impacted as well. And so, um, yeah, that we need to be start, big numbers. Start start building houses on stilts. Yes. Well, hey, my my father in law is a uh, a retired builder, and when we bought our first home, he was adamant: buy a house on piles, do not buy a mm-hmm. concrete um, foundation house because of fielding's problems with flooding um, and that um, and earthquakes as well. Yeah. Um, but he was really adamant because you want to be at least a couple of feet off the ground because of that issue. Yep. And so we are lucky in our house, we are on piles, the, our backyard floods, but our house, we would have to have so much rain. Like yeah. It would have to be ridiculous for us to flood. There we go. Uh, Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotions joining us on the catch-up this morning. Basically, the world appears to be going to hell in a handcart, but Fielding has a new bus. Yes. And hey, don't forget to come to the Farmer's Market on a Friday, um, yes. 8.30 to 1 o'clock every Friday, rain, hail or shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about rain. And... Um, some news about the farmer's market. Under red lights, um, we can run. We are not a vaccine-mandated um, uh, retail space because we are a retail space. We are not an event. Right. But you do need to wear your mask. You do need to scan in. And unfortunately, you cannot eat on site. So all right. food is take away, and so there's no tastings. But there's still all your fruit, uh, veggies and produce. And um, please come and support our little local businesses and shop local wherever you can. Marvellous. Wendy Carr, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. And remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the Catch Up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up. We will be back tomorrow morning at half past eight with Dr. Gretchen Good and Jane Lee from Massey University. Join us then. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.